Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I'm here with Tate Matthews. Tate, big week for spring sports and the girls' flag football pilot. Well, first, there was a media day on Wednesday. That's right. It was fantastic. At Mafiosa's, great event. The young ladies did a fantastic job. The coaches did a fantastic job. You did a fantastic job. It was very cool. The media um, stayed the whole time. It was neat to see. So had that, and then the first day of games, the weather was beautiful. It was, it was everything lined up the way it was supposed to be. The spring Sunday ticket. The spring Sunday ticket. I, I like. I, I like. Oh yeah, it it really cost um, it really cost Miami and Kansas some viewers as well. <laughs> it did locally, I can promise you. <laughs> I can speak for one here. That's right. It definitely did. Uh, appreciate you being involved also in that media day. Uh, Lance was out there doing the live stream. Appreciate Creed and Lance and the entire crew for what they do for us. Not only this long running. Simpsons of WCTV right. show, but also, I mean, getting off campus, so to speak, a little bit. So That's we right. appreciate that. Grinders. Josh Corey of the Titans was there. It's great. Emily Crowell. Great Crow. job. Yep. TSSAA. Very, very neat. That goes to show, you know. They're in. They, they plan on being involved in this. Uh, they, it wasn't just a, you know, hey, let's kick this thing off. They're very excited about it. They know it's going to be successful, but they also want to make sure that it's going to be successful. Uh, Mr. Mike Keith. The voice of the Titans. He he showed up yesterday at Franklin. Pretty cool. It was. It was it Is was, he a great guy or what? He's a great guy. Uh, you know, I, I've had the good fortune when I was at Beach and at Franklin, inviting him to speak to my class. Never said no. Yeah. First class. He's always like, when do we need to do it? I'll work it out. He's he's everything you want to be if you're talking about the face and in his case, I guess the voice, the voice. of the Titans. He uh, and they've got a lot of those folks in that. In that organization starts with, at the very top, right? But also Burke Nihill, the president, he's great. John Robinson's been really good to us over mm -hmm. the years. Uh, you mentioned Josh Corey, Gil Beverly. You just go right down the list. It's not one of those things where they feel like they're too good to be involved because they get it. Right. They really do get it. Yep. It's fun. To, it's, it's easy to cheer for an organization like that. It is. Hey, let's talk uh, a little coaching news. One out, one in. Ron Brock uh, ends his great run there at Page High School. He retired 158 wins during his career at Page, 111, 111 <laughs> over the last four years. At Ravenwood, uh, he was also there. People sometimes forget about that. Had 77 wins during his tenure there. And this week's Jim Tate, this week's Jim Tate, First sectional berth at Ravenwood. He was the coach there. Yes. When that happened. Yes. First state tournament berth at Page, and also obviously their first state tournament win. So, uh, Coach Brock does a great job. We're going to miss him. Um, you know, you talked about Coach Brock last week and uh, what a good job he's done. And you know, if you're going to go out, there's nothing wrong with going out in the state semifinals. No. And winning 111 games over your last four years. And they've got three starters back now. That's still going to be a, that's still an attractive job. Heck yes. Obviously, yeah. you're losing Cochran right. and Wilkin. That hurts. But they have three starters back. So uh, I think it's one that we'll be able to reel one in that's pretty good in terms of a coach. I think so too. And I, I don't know, I don't think Coach Brock will complete, I think he will maybe for a year. I don't think he's done with basketball. 
I think he's probably done being a head varsity coach, but maybe not. I'd love, I don't know if he'd do it. I'd love it if he'd go coach one of the middle schools. Yeah, he'd, he'd be, be great. great at that. He'd be great. He really would. And I do think a, a year off, and let's face it now, the last couple of years it's been different than some other years. Right. He's probably mentally and physically worn down a little bit, but uh, I could see him making a comeback, and certainly for us, I hope he does, and I hope it's in WCS. So great job for Coach Brock. I know he's out there watching. Uh, we certainly appreciate you. Nolansville boys basketball, Drew Gadice. Uh, Drew uh, coming from Brookwood High in Georgia, 74 wins during his five-year stint there, three straight region championships from 19 to 21. He was a GA at Belmont, also a grad assistant at Lee University, so he's no stranger uh, to this area. And talking to uh, uh, the folks at Nolansville, they really liked his energy. He's a big-time energy guy, so I think that'll be a good fit out there at Nolansville, and I think he'll enjoy the WCS way, so to speak. Oh, there's going to be no doubt about that. He's going to get here and say, hey, I, 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 didn't, know, I didn't know these kind of things happened in high school. So, But, uh, yeah, good hire. And I, I'm assuming GA, so that was under Bird, right? That's right. Yeah. That's, that's correct. Not a bad guy to cut you your teeth You could be around you. some worse guys than Rick Bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some familiarity here. So, yeah, I think great hire. Uh, so involved, uh, was involved in the STARS program, which is a great – a great program, Lance Ackridge and the guys. So I know he was, uh, they were very high on him too. Uh, Stars, 16, Daniel Cochran, Jet Montgomery, and um, uh, Bradley Stewart. Uh, they beat Team Curry, 16, this weekend. That's, that's, a, that's a big win. Obviously, Steph. On, on that circuit. <laughs> obviously, Steph didn't play. Correct. <laughs> Uh, Cochran had 18, Jet had 16. That's a. I like to coach that team. Yeah. You, it's oh like, yeah. Uh, unless this is, I don't mean any offense by this, it's like all the handlers out there that are like, yeah, I work with so and so. I used to say, that's great. Once you take those two or three on the end of the bench and work with them. <laughs> that's right. As soon as you get those guys up to speed, I'm in. We'll talk. I mean, yeah. Everybody, everybody work with the everybody, great ones. Everybody wants to coach the good ones, right? <laughs> but uh, no, man, that was. They're, they're, they're making some noise. So, uh, part of the super sophomores that we've talked about here in WCS. Great group. Great group. But on the boys' side, it's our best basketball group. I think so. It is. They're solid. Uh, they really, Not that we don't have other good groups, because we do, but it's certainly a, a pretty solid group. Uh, Tate, before we talk about spring, and, and uh, I, I, I would tell the audience this, as soon as we're done talking about this, you're going to know less than you knew before. Yes. Because it's very confusing. Uh, but with the reclassification and four classes in some sports and two classes in another and three classes in some. And six in football. Yes, so it, it gets a little confusing. But uh, baseball and softball. So if you're a baseball softball fan, in Class 2A, Region 5, Fairview, and we won't go through their district and region or we'd it'd take the whole show, but uh, they're 2A. But I do like the, re I like the district they're in. I, I, I do too. Good. I do too. I think they're going to do really well. In 3A, so this is very similar to basketball. So we got Fairview in 2A, we got Page in 3A. In 4A, baseball and softball, it's it's the same districts as we had before in terms of basketball. So that's kind of the same. You move to track, double A, middle section is Fairview and Page. But when you get to triple A, they don't call it a direction, they call it a section. So 
Section two is no one'sville. I, I, I don't even know. Section is. three is everyone else. You know, there's nothing to say. Just keep rolling. And then when you get to soccer, to me, this is where it gets the most confusing. In soccer, uh, you've got two A. You've got Page and Fairview. Both are two A. Then you get to three A. District eleven and twelve are sort of like basketball, but there's some teams missing. There's only four teams in each one of those districts. Brentwood and Ravenwood are in the same district, which makes sense. Centennial Franklin also on that side. And then Columbia, Indy, Nowensville, Summit make up the other district. We had this in the, in the fall, too, by the way, with the girls. But with three classes versus four, the split was a little different. Although you would think, if you think about this logically, mm -hmm. there's less classes and less teams in the districts. So that, they that, that tells me less people are playing, maybe? They conveniently left Metro out of these. Well. You think they had anything to do with that? Well, because they were probably going <laughs> to forfeit and say we're never playing soccer, right, which right. I sort of get. And then you go to tennis. We've got Fairview. There's two classes in tennis. you got Fairview in Class A. Everyone else is in the same district same class, but there's like nine and ten teams per district. Mm. So, Tate, I said a lot. You had a lot of facial expressions. Um, what, what are your comments about this? Uh, you know. I need to keep these in my pocket. I, I, so I, don't, I, know. I don't know. I, you know, just don't really want to do it uh, to the TAA, but, and we got other things to talk about, but that, that, that's worthy of a, of a clown hat and nose. That's pretty bad. You disagree? I disagree that we don't have time for it. Oh yeah, it's 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 <laughs> that's 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 bad. Well, listen, I, I work fairly closely with the TSSAA folks, and they've been nothing but kind and good to me. And sometimes things seem one way on the outside, and then you're involved in it. And it's a little bit different, but it is. Uh, I think we could all armchair quarterback it and say it could be a little bit better. But I think at a minimum we can say it's confusing. It's confusing. And it's, you know, sometimes you got to tell people no. It's just like the basketball tournament. Uh, the girls, Coach Brock will tell you, there were more blowouts. There didn't used to be blow. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. There didn't used to be blowouts in the state tournament. Because if you were there, you were really, really good. And the first, the first round games, I think all were blowouts. In the big class. You know? that, that's going to end up being, and I hate to to let everyone know this, but if we stay four classes, that'll end up being a four-team tournament. It, it, probably going to have to be. Yeah. You know? So, And we've seen it in football, right? I mean, you know. Alcoa, what they've done is unbelievable. There's no reason why they should win 14 out of 18. Right. It's because they're, you know. Anyways. They won't now. They do a lot of great stuff. I love them. But we're, we, you know we got to be honest, and this one, they whiffed on this. Well, I think, and I'm going to take a little bit off of them in that, and we talk about classifications a lot. seems like we won't let it die, but I don't think it should. It was the fault of the basketball coaches, just plain and simple. Basketball coaches for years have been saying, I'm not saying our coaches, but I'm saying that's been the, the big mantra Football has six, and we've only got three. And at my school, football thinks they're better than. And I've always said, number one, I'm not in competition with football. Right. I'm, I'm, it's it's my school. And the second thing is, you need five starters. They need 22. Now I know people play both ways, and it's a different sport. Yes. It's just different. The numbers are but, different. But six, really nine, is too many. Yeah, that should be five, probably. 
But I, but I bet if you went back and looked, football coaches were a part of that. Wanting oh, to go six. Not no. our coaches, because we, we're probably happy with five, but. Yeah, they were. So, yeah. I'm just saying, you, we, can, we can point the finger at TSSAA, but when the membership demands it, so to speak, Correct. I put a lot of blame on those who are demanding it. And then you get good something, point. it's like, be careful what you wish for. Oh, we don't like it now. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have asked. It's a good point. Anyway. It's kind of like what they got going on in the NCAA with Transfer Portal and NIL. Right. right. Have fun controlling that. <laughs> well, in schools like the Power Fives, there's going to be a bigger discrepancy because their NILs are going to be so good. Yes. They're going to keep people longer. They're going to attract more people. And I, I think you were mentioning, you know, there's going to be scenarios where a guy takes a big NIL deal and doesn't take a scholarship. That, that's already started. That seems messy. No, not only that, they've started saying, say a kid that's on the fringe. They want him, but they're not sure they want to burn a scholarship on yeah. him. What they're doing is they're getting him an NIL deal for the value of a, of a year yeah. and getting him to walk on. So it's almost like the old Bear Bryant rule, you know, where he'd take all the, <laughs> the baseball and all the yeah. track yeah. and scholarships and, 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 and get all the guys that he wanted. And he'd take kids that he, he didn't even really necessarily want. He just didn't want Auburn or Tennessee or whoever to get him. So, but. And I don't blame the schools. No. It's set up for them to try to figure out how right. to. Make it better for them. It's within the rules. Yeah, they're step ahead, so to speak. Yeah. Criminals always are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's not, hey, listen. That's for our serious good. radio show when it's, we retire. It's, it's all serious good. as in satellite. <laughs> yes. Hey, let's talk uh, track. I love this event. They call it the March Madness event out at Ravenwood High School. 17 girls teams competed. I was a little surprised now. Yes. Brentwood finished second right behind Farragut. Farragut's one of those teams, though, because we, I'm sure they're all fired up because last year we talked about good job, Farragut. Uh, uh, Brentwood had a young lady that almost beat you by herself. But uh, Brentwood finishes second behind Farragut in that particular meet. Ravenwood three, Franklin four, Indy five, Nolensville six, Centennial seven, Page 10, Summit 11. Tate, when you look at the girls' individual results, there's some names that pop out. Dobson being one, Grimes being another, Halterman. What are what are some your thoughts about looking at some of those finishes there on the individual standpoint? Well, uh, Halterman and Dobson, if they if those names don't ring a bell, they should. And you probably weren't at the Wilcos because they were very well represented, but uh, you knew they were going to be a big part of it, Janie. Halterman picking up where uh, she left off in the 3,200 and then in Elise in, in the 100 hurdles in the high jump. I'm wondering if we had a pentathlon. Must not have because no, that, that no, would probably that be listed next to her as well. But uh, Nyla uh, Mackey of Independence, the 100 and the 200. So that's very, you know, we, you see we always do well in the distance. Sometimes in the sprints, sometimes not. So uh, looks like we're going to be very strong there again. And then the four by two. When when you talk in relays, nobody, which it kind of sounds stupid because they pretty much won it all last year. But nobody does relays like Brentwood Lady Bruins. Nobody, and they won the four by two and the four by eight. Correct? Yes. You know something else, Tate? If you look down. Oh oh. Surprise of the year, Reagan Grimes won the shot put in the discus. <laughs> you know, it's funny, when I was making my notes for the show, 
I went ahead and put her name in before I looked it up. <laughs> I was that confident, and it was correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, here's what's interesting, too. So, uh, uh, Reagan, watch out for Elise now in terms of a Wilco. I know Miss Grimes is the early favorite, but I'm going to tell you right now, Elise Dobson's getting it done, too. Yes. Uh, the other thing is this. As you look at the individual results, boys and girls, in terms of winners, Nolansville had the same number as Brentwood. The difference being wow. Brentwood's depth is a little bit more. Uh, but if you look at those team scores, you've got Nolansville sixth in girls. On the boys' side, you got them fifth. Nolansville, and, and this is, I think it's a couple of years away, but you're going to blink and you're going to see that Nolansville is going to be right on the hills of Brentwood. I agree. It's coming. I agree. I, I would like to know, too, we need to, we need to reach out to Coach Brock. I wonder if our if we were f fully staffed. Uh, when you look at some of those names, I think they I think were, we were. I don't know if it was full, but they had several. I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. I think we flipped that come state tournament. Oh, you mean state meet? State meet. No, I, I definitely I'm, agree with that. Yeah, I'm surprised. But you're going to go with me on the Nolensville thing. They're the riser when it comes no to doubt. the track. No yeah. doubt. Could possibly even be a state champion. Yeah. Um, you know. They're going to have state champions, but could possibly end up winning a team state championship. Yeah, there's there's no doubt that they are skyrocketing in that program. Now look at the boys' team results. Uh, Green Hill, our friends at Green Hill finished second. Thanks for participating. Please look at the difference between second and first in terms of points, and maybe educate our audience about how big a difference that really it's is. It's a boat race. <laughs> Brentwood High had 108, Green Hill, um, and Farragut. The Admirals tied for second place with 75.5 points. 33 it's points. Coach Brock had uh, he had the sunglasses on, the boat captain hat. He's kind of more of a try-to guy. He's not really a 40-foot donkey kind of guy. You know, cruise. But he was he was captain in the boat for sure. No question. Green, Green Hills, but you know, all kidding aside, I know we don't like to throw out compliments. Anywhere outside of here, but um, their athletic program. No, it is uh, uh, around uh, all around. They, that, that school did not take long to get competitive. Well, I'm biased. Everything. I'm biased about this, but I think the hire of Troy Allen as the basketball coach is where it started. It was big. I, I think that really got the ball rolling. So I agree. Uh, now, if you look at boys' results again, Franklin always in the mix. They finished fourth. Nolensville fifth. Ravenwood sixth. Page eleven. Summit 14, Indy 17, Centennial 19. Had some young men have pretty good meets, too, as individuals take. Brody Chapman with the 1,600. Uh, Morgan Lewis of Nolensville getting it done on the boys' side, too. 110 and 300-meter hurdles. You know, everybody calls the 400 the tough man or woman event, and it is, but, but I, I, I disagree. I think the toughest event is the 300, man. It's a sprint. And why do you say – okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's a sprint, It's and it's – 300 meters of and, – And you're jumping. Having to jump hurdles. And time it and do all those things you've got to do, right? Go jump two hurdles, three hurdles, and then think about – In full stride. In full stride. <laughs> and if you don't end up face planting, <laughs> imagine doing it 300. So, yeah, uh, congratulations to him. 
He had he had a great meet. Um, Donovan Starve, Ravenwood in the high jump, Sterling Weldon of Nolensville, triple jump, Patrick Lewis, Franklin, shot put, Anthony Dodd, Franklin, Discus, Mason Green, Ravenwood, Hudson, uh, Allen. Yes, uh, Brentwood. That's right. So the thing I love about that is Brentwood, Nolensville, Ravenwood, Franklin. Yeah, lots of teams represented. Yeah. You know, something that stood out to me a little bit, too, I think if, if you looked at Ravenwood over the years, you think about the running events. But there's some field events where they stepped up and had a good meet. No doubt. And, it's, you know, they've done that on the girls' side, too. But 4x400, uh, Brentwood, 4x1, Nolensville. Again, so the, the, those four buys, Brentwood and Nolensville – one all hours. I think yeah. two for Nolanville, maybe four for Brentwood. So again, back to my point. You gotta have a little depth there too. Yes. Gotta have depth. Hey, and listen, talking about Miss Grimes, seriously, when you look at last year that that she wins the shot putting discus and she's on one of the four by teams, like that never happens. Never. Not in schools like we have, like larger schools that have unbelievable programs. Now, if you're out in the sticks and you've got like three people on the team or four, I guess if you have a four by, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And didn't Nothing I see? the sticks, by the way. I'm in. And didn't didn't she play in the BCAT All-Star game this weekend too? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. It's incredible. It really is. We may not see another uh, athlete like Reagan Grimes for a long time. Yeah. Well, Catherine Coffey, she dominated the disc and dominated the shot. But like you said, she wasn't running on the four, uh, on the on the four relay teams. Um, yeah, she's special. Man. And, and I'm going to be honest. Tennessee, I, I saw Coach Wild, sorry, not to interrupt you. I saw Coach Wild tweeted that he's right, uh, which Kim Roseman, I think, is. we've talked about that. She's, a, she's on the rise. They're going to have a hard time keeping her. But they got an absolute steal. They did. At Tennessee Tech. Well, and, and also with Reagan, uh, they lose the state volleyball championship, and she was Ravenwood's best player in that match. <laughs> she really was. Yeah. It's incredible. Hey, let's talk a little. Uh, we'll, we'll go kind of quickly on some of these scores, but we're getting some, some WCS matchups in baseball. Paige with a 7-2 win over Centennial. I like how Paige is set up in mm -hmm. their district and region in 3A. Uh, Brentwood. And I think Brentwood liked this because Ravenwood's been talking some trash about sweeps. You know, they, they talked about it a lot in basketball. And, you know, the first time we won both games, it, well, Brentwood gets a little revenge this last week with the 4-2 baseball win and the 4-0 shutout in soccer. Brentwood soccer, Coach Purcell obviously does a great job, been doing a great job for a long time. 5-0 and on the season. They get a couple of goals from Aiden Parker. Ryder Conway, but trust me, I, you can tell by the social media posts and some of those kind of things, Brentwood didn't like it because Ravenwood was talking about some of that sweeping. No, no they did not like it at they all. They didn't like it at all. And so they're, they're like, welcome to the spring. Yeah. And, and this, this Brentwood team, um, Coach Purcell's been doing it so long, I don't know that he gets into that. But, like, I, I think these young men – this they got a they got a chip on their shoulder. This they've season. got a shot. They feel like they maybe left a little meat on the bone last year, and 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 their their motive. Not that they weren't going to be anyways, but I don't know. I, I think this they're always good. They're really good this year, but I also feel like they kind of have a an attitude. Well, let's talk. You you didn't you almost said it, but you didn't say it. 
I, I thought you were going to say, and I can say it from my time in this seat, it's the best team I've seen them have. I agree with that, yeah. I don't know if it is, you know, historically. But well, they got a national championship under their belt, but so. still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're loaded, man. But soccer is one of those sports. It you is. know, you, you, you play wrong on the wrong day in the postseason and you're in trouble. So, yeah, this, but they got a really good chance. As a spectator of the sport, and obviously I'm no expert, but one of the things that does frustrate me about soccer is you can have all these shots on goal and you don't score and your opponent has a couple of shots on goal and they happen to score and you've dominated the game. That's right. But that's just the way that sport goes. It's sort of unique. You can dominate the, the whole game and lose it in the last 30 seconds. That happens in other sports, but not quite like soccer. Right. Plus, once you score, you can change how you set your team up. You can play a more conservative, I'm going to stop you, I'm not going to worry about scoring. It just makes it tough. Yes. Uh, Independent Centennial faced off. Centennial with a 1-0 win. Charles Tanksley uh, with a goal for Centennial. We'll start getting some softball matchups, too, uh, within the district here. Before you know it, like you always say, we'll be in spring fling and Time's flying. Heading that direction. Next, next show will be in April. That's right. Happens fast, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Hey, let's talk a little girls flag football. Uh, <clears throat> I know we talked about media day happening. And then on Sunday, and, you know, and people have asked, you know, why Sunday? Well, the purpose is to try to stay away from the sanctioned sports if we can. Uh, and Sunday just sort of worked out uh, to be that particular day. Not that – other games aren't played, but that stays away from it. We're limiting the amount they can practice. It's down to like two hours a week. Uh, so teams are practicing a lot of times without their whole crew. Maybe they practice an hour one day, an hour another, and some people show up. It's to give people an opportunity to play. Right. Uh, and I'm telling you now, I was out at Franklin, and then obviously we had folks out at No One's from Fairview, and I kept hearing the <clears throat> same thing. Media coverage was great. Fan excitement was there. And the joy of playing and coaching. I talked to Coach Hester. I talked to Coach Webb. I talked to several of the coaches afterwards. And they were, I don't necessarily want to use the word giddy, but they were pretty darn excited about how that went. They loved it. I mean, they, they had an absolute blast. Neat. It really is. Um, you know, it, it all came, like we, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, it all came together. And, you know, I'm sure there's some things that the coaches and you, uh, observed, you know, that, okay, we can do this a little bit better. But as far as everything coming together, opening day, what'd you call it? Sunday, Sunday afternoon ticket. Um, <laughs> the spring Sunday spring ticket. Spring Sunday ticket. I, I just, the weather, the turf fields were beautiful. You're right. The media coverage. And not only, it wasn't like they were just there to snap a couple of pictures. They were, they were, you know, posting clips of plays throughout the game. Um, it was the whole time it was I'm sure the other districts across the state got tired of seeing all that go, come across Twitter it's pretty special <laughs> and then you see and you guys did a great job there with Matthew's team and Adidas with the uniforms it just had a great look about it I thought so I, I'm just telling you it was I couldn't be happier yeah. uh, you know I was telling some of the guys that take pictures and do the video coverage uh, the weather was perfect, perfect, I'm sure, for them in terms of getting those great shots. Yeah. Uh, but really appreciate all the media. I mean, they were there just like they were for Media Day. 
those things were, were, were really well covered. To give you some results, Franklin, uh, at Franklin, they get a couple of wins over Centennial and Page. Page beats Centennial. At Nolansville, and this is one, listen, we've been talking to Coach Evans has been all pumped up about his team. You said, hey, I'm going with Brentwood, but after the week one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Ravenwood. They score 48 points against Nolansville, 41 against Brentwood, and then Brentwood beats Nolansville by one. At the last location, I don't think any of us were surprised, Fairview goes 2-0, and but again, some tough matchups. Tough matchups. They beat Indy 19-6. to uh, Indy and Summit go to OT. Indy with the win. Fairview beats Summit 6-0. So uh, after week one, I will say this now. When we made our predictions, and we had no idea, right? I said I thought the four best teams would be Fairview, Brentwood, Ravenwood, and Franklin. Correct. Three of those teams are undefeated. Correct. Brentwood, I think, was – not that it was a surprise. I'm not surprised Ravenwood won, but 41-6, to that big-time surprise. Be, well, yeah, I think everybody, except maybe Coach Hester, but a couple things on that. 48-0 to zero against Nolensville. 41-6 to six against Brentwood. Coach Hester calls the offense, but Coach Mancini coaches right. the defense. And uh, our good friend uh, DP told him on Sunday, sounds like you need to bring her out and have her on the staff in the fall. No <laughs> question. <laughs> she did a great job. I love how they're doing that. Oh, I do too. I, I really, and you know, something that Coach Hester had mentioned to me, the way and the way you move in soccer, it well, makes a lot of sense. No doubt. And, well, uh, well, think about it. You got to break down. Right. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of correlation. And listen, I'm, we're not here to, you know, to go all Dr. Qualls on Coach Hester here. But he did a great job. If he's involved, I'm just telling you, you can almost guarantee it's going to be done right. Well, check this out. Here's the thing. And that's everybody. And I'm not, everybody's doing a great job. Yes. But, you know, Coach Hester with the selfie with the team afterwards, and he, he just, gets it. He does get it. He, he does. Gets it. Hey, Kaylin Thomas, five touchdowns. First play of the game or their first offensive play. She goes 60 yards. And, and how did Kaylin do in, the, in wrestling? Uh, state champion. Okay. <clears throat> Making sure I'm – Hey, go – well, you saw it. Um, Spears maybe or, or maybe one of the 615 preps guys. They, they put it on Twitter. It, it's inside zone really, which that's, that's what's funny about it is. Uh, there was a bunch of guys texting on Sunday – Who's calling the plays, flag football, and we're running inside zone. 60-yard touchdown. Um, she had five on the day. Allie Brown from safety. I think Coach Hester was – not that he was more proud of this, but I think he was. She had two interceptions from free safety. He said she's driving on the ball, picking it off, took one back for a pick. She's playing soccer for the University of Tennessee. Sarah Kate Rath, quarterback, two passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Decent soccer player. Cincinnati or Cincinnati. <laughs> Kennedy Riggs, the backup quarterback, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Coach, I didn't even know this was a deal. I, and I remembered you saying it. I forgot about it. NAIA has right. scholarship monies for flag football. That's right. Kennedy Riggs gets a, got a Bethel <laughs> flag football scholarship offer on Sunday. She's played one game. <laughs> Just means more here, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I thought he was making that up. I he said it. he had he he said Bethel offered five girls. It's neat. And you know the thing I loved, and you mentioned some of these young ladies, but 
you saw young ladies out there that maybe aren't involved in some other sports, but you saw some that were. I think of Charlotte Robinson from Franklin, Brummett from Brentwood's a name that we mentioned, uh, uh, Andrea from Fairview. I, I love it. I, I just love what this thing looks like right now. And, and there's just this joy in playing and coaching it right now. Yes, yeah, they're having fun. The pressure hadn't really. I saw the Nolensville girl make a nice run. You know, it, and it came back to what we were talking about. I still believe this is what it's all going to come down to. Can you, whoever pulls flags the best is going to win. Uh, Coach Hester said it. He said uh, Brummett from uh, Brentwood. He said it, her arm is as strong as advertised. He said she's got a cannon. But somebody's <laughs> got to catch it. Somebody's got to catch it. Well. And he's got those. A couple of times it was the, it was the black shirt that caught it. Right. Can't have that. It's. And it's going to change. Now that week one's in the book, they'll change their strategies and some of those kind of things. 100%. Uh, just real quick, so Summit, Centennial, Nolensville, all looking for their first win. But then you take Centennial, they're 0-2, but they've really nearly beat Franklin. So it, this is all close. And Brentwood beat Nolensville literally on the last play. That's right. You mentioned uh, uh, Summit and Indy go to overtime. So this thing's close. The, the, I think right now, I mean, it's fair to say, right now we got Ravenwood and then – the rest of them are kind of right here. It's got to, you know. But there's going to be adjustments. I think it's Fairview Franklin next. Obviously, they're both 2-0, and o, but Brentwood will be fine. I can't wait till uh, Ravenwood and Fairview go at it. I Co can't Coach wait Hughes either. will pull out every, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's already working on it. Well, Coach Hester has referred to Coach Hughes as the Tom Brady of flag football. So that's, that's kind of fun, too. Hey, Paige, Brentwood, Indy, all 1-1. One Yep. Also, so they're right there in the mix. Tate, I know we're getting short on time, but, you know, it wouldn't be right if I didn't mention this. No, you probably you probably need to end the show. <laughs> the winner pick results or pick them results, and thank goodness. You know, I couldn't, couldn't lose in hoops here. We had to go for the tiebreaker all the way to our predictions on the Final Four. Not that I did great. Uh, once we got down to the Sweet 16, we picked four Final Four teams. I only picked two. But you only picked one. So, <laughs> so uh, thank you. Uh, I guess we both picked Kansas. The difference was Villanova. Yeah, thank you. Th thank you, uh, Thank Matt. you, Jay Wright. Thank you. Uh, was that Matt Painter that stunk that one up, or would that be Calvin Sampson? <laughs> no, it was well, Captain, uh, Captain's shirt off in the locker room. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, in your bracket, who did you pick to win the next Kentucky. Championship? Well, I've got Kansas. Lost in the first round. So, if they win, do I get any? Do I get no, any? no, heck no. No? Okay. No. So what was the – go ahead. What was the final stand? The final tally, 32-19, and 19, which is not overly impressive winning percentage, uh, and you were 31-20. and 20. We kind of laid some duds this year, man. We did. We did. We really did. <laughs> we got to get better. Oh, well. <laughs> Tate, appreciate you being here, man. Hey, I had a blast. Uh, again, great job on the flag football. Um, spring's going to be fun. It's, it's, um, it's here, and uh, I'm excited the next few weeks to be talking about it. Agree. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.